0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Silent Voices podcast. I want to thank you all for tuning in. My hope is that we can discover new perspectives and ideas that will inspire us to think differently. So sit back, relax, and let's get into it. So first I want to ask, did any of you grow up working? So did you have a job growing up? And if you did have a job, I want you to think back on, did you have it because you needed the job? So were you trying to assist your family in some way or support yourself financially because maybe you didn't have any support or your family wasn't able to help you in that way as a child? Or did you just want a job? So not necessarily because your family couldn't provide, but because you just wanted your own independence or you wanted to see what it was like to have a job or just some other reason besides I needed a job because my family doesn't have as much money. Now, if you didn't have a job, I want you to also consider how well off was your family that you didn't need a job. Or was it not so much that your family was well off, but you just didn't want one because you didn't really have many financial needs? And even though your family might not have been so well off, you didn't really care and you were fine and content with what you had. All of that is fine. But for those who did have a job, I want you to think back on how you felt towards those who didn't have a job. So if maybe your friends, their family always bought them new things or they had allowances or they just had money coming in from their parents or some other familial source. And how did you really feel towards those people when you had to essentially provide for yourself? And for those people who didn't have a job, how did you feel towards those who that you saw they did have a job? What did you think of them? Was there on either side, was there any sense of superiority or inferiority towards the other half? So I guess just keep those answers, keep those thoughts in your mind as we approach the topic for the podcast today. So I want to really talk about how finances plays a part in generational trauma. And this is, again, can be a very multifaceted topic. So we're really going to only look at it in one lens today as we talk. And I want to bring up an insult that you might have heard or that might have been directed at you that maybe on social media you were portraying a lifestyle or showing some financial capability that you had and somebody responded with that's daddy's money or something along those lines, right? This insult that I don't even believe should be taken as an insult, it really can be directed at anybody, but typically I see it directed at women women to make them feel less than, which is a horrible thing, but it can be directed at anybody and let's talk about it. So if someone says this to you or it online, like I said, you should not feel insulted by this at all, right? So if you're attacked, but the money's actually yours, well, you got options, right? Like you can either ignore them, continue living your life, spending your money, doing your thing, or you can clap back. Like you can go with them. You can be like, Hey, like this is my money. I don't need to prove anything to you, but this is my money. I worked hard for this money. You don't know me. Like you got options on how you choose to approach that situation. So it typically doesn't really affect people who are aren't necessarily getting that support and the money that they have is all their own. But people still feel the need to attack them anyways, because I guess for whatever reason, if if somebody has a lot of money, especially women, if like a woman has a lot of money or something like that online, people automatically think, oh, it must be coming from your daddy, which is ridiculous, right? I think this message may be more helpful for those who are using their parents' money and they feel like they have a reason to feel attacked. You don't, but let's talk about it. So what does that's daddy's money even really mean? So the intended meaning, again, is that you're spending your parents' money, typically your father, because like I said, it, it's usually directed towards women that you're spending your parents' money and you don't have your own money. So go sit down because it's not your money anyway. So why do you feel like you can talk about it? That's typically the intended meaning. It's a form of attack towards women or anybody that it's directed against. But when you dig deeper, you can see that when somebody has, quote unquote, daddy's money, it means that their parents love them and that their parents are willing to support them financially, even through adulthood, even if they don't need that money. It also means that those people were blessed with a family who even has the opportunity and the resources to be able to do this for them. So at the end of the day, all in all, it's an amazing thing if you have that support from your family if your father your mother anybody is able to give you money for you to live a certain lifestyle it's a blessing right like nobody should feel like they can use that as a way to attack you it should not be taken as an attack at all it should be a badge of honor that like hey it is my father's money or it is my mother's money like yeah shout out to them they're doing great things like they're healed enough and god has blessed them enough to to be able to support me in this time of my life i might not need that support but hey they're ball so they want me to be balling that's where we're at right so why do people feel the need to attack other people with this phrase now I believe most cruelty typically stems from a place of internal turmoil but those people might not be self-aware enough to acknowledge that this turmoil exists or they might know it exists but they don't know how to do the work to reach a place of healing from any hardships and trauma that they may carry So instead, it's easier to turn to projection. Projecting ends up being their defense mechanism where they can escape their own internal struggles by extending these undesirable feelings or emotions onto another person. And they do this instead of admitting or dealing with the unwanted feelings that they carry inside. So now that we've talked about a likely motivation for why people might use this phrase and want to attack people, let's consider how these inner struggles and defense mechanisms may manifest in these people in the first place. To this, we can examine the potential upbringing of these so-called attackers. Now, it's no secret that the average yearly salary of a person in the U.S. is about $54,000 or so, and this is a far cry from those lifestyles on social media where people can afford the Lamborghinis and the mansions, those yachts, any other big luxurious thing, this $54,000 or so dollars, give or take, you're really just getting by. You might be able to save up to take a vacation or do the little things for yourself or your family but you're not really able to live the lavish lifestyles that we often see online so as a result of this many of us were raised in families with a lot of financial limitations and this is usually seen when the child wants something in some families they're just immediately shut down and told no and in other families the child's desire for something maybe to go on an expensive school field trip or just to get a simple haircut could lead to conflict between the parents where they start fighting about money you gotta think about it like as a kid you don't want to be the source of conflict in your family right like kids, the things they need aren't as expensive as when you're an adult. It's like those little things do add up and they do end up costing a lot, especially in a family where you do have limited financial capability if you are in that 54000 or so range of, of salary. As children, again, they don't want to be the source of conflict or violence and eventually they internalize the fact that they won't really get much if any financial assistance from their parents without causing another issue like your kid there is this big field trip coming up you're at school everybody's talking about it everybody's excited talking about oh yeah i'm gonna go home i'm gonna get the money for my parents today i'm gonna bring it tomorrow i'm gonna be set and in your mind you're just sitting there you you might be laughing it off and maybe lying with your classmates like yeah i'm gonna do the same i'm gonna get the money but at the back of your mind you know that when you go home and you try to ask for money that it's going to cause a problem between your parents. You just want to maybe $50 or so Which doesn't sound like a lot, but when you don't have a lot of money as a family, those little amounts of money, they add up. So you go, you you ask your parents, maybe you ask one parent, you're like, hey, I have a field trip coming up. I need this amount of money. And they might be like, hey, I can give you half, right? Like all I have is half and you got to go ask the other parent for the other half. And you're like, "Okay." And you go ask the other parent for the other half and they're just like, oh, I can't do it. I can't afford it. Like, why can't you get the full thing from the first parent? You know, I have a bunch of bills to pay and then they go and talk to the other parent and it starts an argument. It just leads to a bigger conflict in the household. And eventually you don't even want to go on that field trip anymore or whatever the money was intended for, you don't even want to do it anymore because now it's just ruined for you. And it, it sucks where as a kid, you feel like you have, you will constantly be put in that situation anytime you need money, right? So as these kids grow up, they acquire more independence and their need for financial assistance only grows without that parental capability or willingness to provide. So many of them end up getting jobs or in worst cases, they might start selling drugs or find any means possible to provide for themselves. Know a lot of kids growing up where a lot of them did get jobs. I had a job growing up or just I I guess it depends on what neighborhood you grew up in, but I knew a lot of kids who were selling drugs, who might have not been doing not so ethical things to make money, but their home lives were not great. And they probably felt as though this was the only way that they could provide for themselves. Maybe they had other people in their lives who might not have been the greatest influence, but they saw them making money. And when you're that young and you don't really have that guidance to show you right from wrong, you succumb to your worst impulses where it's like the goal is money. You see a route towards it and so you take it. So this isn't to say that these kids were bad people they might have just been misguided or they just didn't have any other route for them. And although some of these options might even seem good, like the option I mentioned of getting a job, it might seem like a good compromise from the outside looking in. But the fact is that many of these kids are still young, right? Like they may be middle school to early high school age. And during this time, many other kids' parents are still very much heavily supporting and providing for them. And again, just as a kid in this time where you you constantly see this onslaught of support from other kids parents and families and you just don't have that and you haven't had it basically all your life or most of your life it starts building on you and the effects start showing at some point so one of a few things can happen from this point so one is that resentment And jealousy can build in these kids that have to work and provide for themselves. Having to put that extra stress on yourself after school and potentially even on weekends while they see other kids' parents buying them cars, throwing them big birthday parties, maybe take them on like fancy vacations. It's understandable if these kids sense of self-worth might feel attacked in these situations and they end up wondering why they have a life where they don't have access to these blessings, right? Like you, you're you at school, a kid's parent comes in, brings them a big cake. You know, they work it out with the teachers. Maybe they get little presents for everybody in the class and they bring a big present for the kid. Or, or it's vacation time, or it's winter break or summer break or something, and kids are going on big trips with their parents, going to Miami, going abroad, having these great experiences, forming these amazing memories. And they come back at when school returns and they start telling all their stories, how they had these adventures, bonded with their families, and all these great and fun things. And you you just kind of have to sit there and listen. Like, I don't have any of that. I was working over break, you know, I had to make money. So, buy myself a new pair of shoes or to buy my siblings something that they needed you can find yourself in a sad place, a lonely place, when you just don't feel like you have those privileges, those same blessings of other people, and you're just constantly surrounded by it. So you know it exists. You know that happiness, that thing that you want is there around you, but you just don't understand why you were put in the situation where you just can't reach it, no matter how hard you try. And you're just trying your very hardest just to keep from drowning in the life that you have. Now, the amazing but sometimes damaging thing about the human mind is that it is very adaptable, Alright, Like our bodies and our minds are some of the most adaptable thing you can find. In this situation, in order to protect that child's sense of self and sense of love, a self-defense mechanism typically forms where they don't have to focus on those sad and uncomfortable feelings that their parents can't or won't provide for them. Instead, they start deriving their sense of self-worth from the fact that they make their own money and that they don't need anyone else to do so. Now they don't have to admit to themselves that they have negative feelings around not having that family support and they don't have to do the hard work to talk to their parents and try to reach a level of healing in the family. Instead, they now believe that they are better than those people who do have financial help from their families and that those people are weak for having or needing this assistance when they were able to get it themselves now if you think about it growing up you might have seen the kid that maybe they come to school and they're kind of bragging about their job and it's good to feel pride about your work and what you do but this bragging was more of a trying to make themselves feel good instead of truly being proud of where they are and typically manifests in they put themselves up by putting other people down. So they'll be like, hey, I just got paid. I was grinding at my job. You know, I was doing my thing. Like, you know, what were you doing? And. Other kids that might not need to work because they just had that financial stability in their families, they may be like, oh, you know, I didn't do anything. I was just at home chilling. And they try to make those kids feel bad, like you're lazy. You know, you're, you know, go go get a job, you bum. All right, like stop sitting around, wasting your life. You know, this is where that mentality of stop relying on daddy's money really starts forming, where it's like, hey, you're, you don't need to work and you don't need to do these things, but you should. Because I have to. And even though you have that support, you shouldn't rely on it. Because if you rely on it, that means you're weak. That means you're not capable of going through the same struggles and trials that I'm facing right now. So that means I'm better than you. So along with the previous resentment and jealousy that they may have already had for others that was building inside them, this new mentality that forms can lead to voiced attacks when they see these parents' kids helping them, like, that's daddy's money phrase, which is their way of trying to simultaneously bash the family support systems that these kids have and also justify their own hardships in their own upbringing, like I've said before. In saying all this, the thing though is that A lot of people do gain a greater sense of work ethic, perseverance and empathy after growing up in these hardships and they should be proud of themselves for paving a way to support themselves when no one else was able to, right? Like I worked at Taco Bell and Wendy's and a lot of my friends growing up also worked some fast food job or retail or sweeping at a barber shop, something like that. And a lot of us were able to pad our resumes. We were able to gain that sense of accomplishment from working with our own two hands, we were able to network, meet people, have fun, make memories. Working is not necessarily a bad thing, even if you need to. It can be fun. It can it can improve you in ways that you might not have been able to without the job. So anybody that did work or did support themselves growing up, you you should be proud of yourself. You know, you you paved a way to support yourself when no one else was able to. It is something to hold in your heart like, hey, I I did it because honestly not everyone might have been able to make it through those circumstances. So it's not wrong to feel a sense of pride, a sense of happiness that you did make it through those struggles. But you should also reflect on any pain or trauma that may have developed from having to face these struggles. And oftentimes these kids face it alone. Instead of keeping these biases and hate to those who had or have things that you don't have, think of how you can heal from the pain in your heart and your mind, and maybe make it a goal that your future will be better than your past. Maybe that might be as a single adult or wanting to create generational wealth for your kids so they don't have to endure the same hardships that you did. A lot of kids that are now adults, you, you can't change the past. You can't undo the hardships or the obstacles that you faced. But if you're here, that means you made it. That means you fought and you won. So instead of keeping that same anger, that same hate towards your upbringing and potentially directing it towards people who didn't do anything wrong, but just being born in a different family, it's better to channel those feelings towards something better. You're still alive. So even though you didn't have those opportunities, As a kid, to like maybe have the things I mentioned earlier. Maybe nobody bought you a car. Maybe nobody threw you a huge birthday party. Maybe you didn't get to travel when you were younger. You can still do all those things. And you already have the strength and the knowledge to make money and become financially capable. So you know what you're doing. And if you really put your mind to it, you can still have all those things while you're alive. Maybe the experiences won't be the same as when you were younger, but you can still have them. Or some people, they're family people, they're family oriented, and you just don't want to see your kids suffer the same way you did. You don't want to see your kids undergo the same hardships that you faced. For some people, that might manifest in, oh, I don't even want children, which is a topic to talk about another day. But for some people, it can be like, hey, I I do want kids and I'm going to work hard to make sure that they don't ever have to face the things that I faced, which I can respect. So now that I've spoken a good bit on how a form of generational trauma can happen in families with limited financial capability, Now I want to talk about the other end of the spectrum with trauma from families that are well off financially. So like I said earlier, since most Americans' families only make but so much money, the former generational trauma I talked about is more often spoken of and can be more easily related to. In fact, what I've seen online is that many people end up discounting the experiences of kids with more money when they're talking about their hardships. They'll say things like, you really should be fine since you have money, right? Like somebody with money wants to talk about hardships or they want to express any struggles that they have. And people who might not have as much money as them will say things like, stop crying. You have your money like that should be enough for you. Us poor people, we don't even have that. And we can we, we can get through it. So why can't you? And that's just a very damaging mindset to have and a very unhealthy thing to voice towards others because even though they have more money, that doesn't necessarily mean they have the capability to cope with the things going on with them. People with more money might not necessarily have better mental health and Telling them to repress what they're feeling or invalidating their feelings and not letting them feel comfortable in voicing their concerns is only gonna make their situation worse and I think it would be horrible and it would suck to be the reason why somebody's mental health deteriorated or that they felt silenced simply because you thought they had money and therefore you don't wanna hear what they have to say. Now, for these kids from richer families, more well-off families, The way access to that money can actually be a hindrance to their development is that their parents use money as a crutch to try to fix everything. And this ends up making their relationship with their parents become A more transactional thing. The needs that they actually need met are never met because their parents feel like money can serve as a replacement for their love and attention, which it cannot. And honestly, some parents are aware of this. Like They know that the money isn't what their kids need. They know that the money isn't fixing anything, but they might just be so busy. Or maybe they might just not have the parental skills to help their kid whatever struggles that they may be facing and it's just easier to throw money at the problem and hope things get better instead of actually putting the work in which ends up really hurting the kids and it shows so this honestly might be why you see these kids overly spending money or even flexing it even though Technically, it's not theirs, right? Like it becomes this defense mechanism and a cry for attention, a cry for help. In the worst cases, they may even internalize the ideology that money equals love or money can serve as a replacement for love and care, which ends up carrying over to their relationships in adulthood. So in these family cases... The money stops serving so much as a way for their parents to show their love and support and instead just becomes a means of division and sadness for these kids. So to kind of tie everything together, what I just said is very important because when I started talking at the beginning of this podcast, I mentioned that the reason why A lot of people shouldn't feel insulted or attacked or even pay mind to those attacks that people say like that's daddy's money is that financial support from your parents is a good thing and it's a way for them to show their love and a way for them to grow as a family and continue helping you grow. Even if you might not necessarily need that financial support, they want to still be there for you in whatever way they know they can. But in these situations, that's not the case. When the money starts becoming the bad thing, when the money starts being the thing that stops the parent from having to be a parent that stops the parent from having to show that support from being able to express their love in a deep and meaningful way then yeah it becomes damaging then yeah it's not a good thing to be spending your parents money because that money is the thing that at the end of the day is keeping you from getting what you might actually want which is just your parents attention and your parents love and to to grow with them. So although it's still not right for other people online to be like, hey, stop spending daddy's money, right? Like attacking people and cruelty is never the right answer. But if you do see that somebody is acting in a way that may not be true to their character, that may just be a self-defense mechanism at work then it might be helpful to speak out for them or reach out to them extend a loving hand instead of an attacking one and see if they're okay see if them flexing the money them doing all these things is just a way for them to try to feel the love through money which is the only way that they know how to because of the way they were raised so as you can see Whether you're the kid that, quote-unquote, is spending daddy's money because daddy's not around, or maybe you're the attacker that's trying to make people feel bad because they have a financial support system that you don't have. Either way, it's possible that there's so much more behind these people's words and actions, and it can be worth it to try to heal from these family traumas that you may have developed. Now, the questions that you may have is... Well, so in reflecting on everything I said and pondering on those initial questions that I asked in the beginning, maybe you find that you're in one of these positions, or maybe you know somebody that's in one of these positions, right? The next question might be, well, what can you do, right? Like, how can you start healing from this? Like, what what is the next steps to take? And healing, like any hard thing, takes a lot of work, might take a long time, but it's important to at least take one step at a time. And in this case, a difficult but important first step would be talking to your family, right? Like after you do some self-reflection within yourself to understand, hey, this is where I am with this. Hey, I acknowledge that I have some traumas with this, or I have some hardships and struggles that I'm facing in this, and I don't really know how to move forward from here it's good to first try to heal the pain that was formed from the family. And there's a lot that can go into that. It's not an easy conversation to have by any means, and you might not even know where to start. And if that's something that you want to do or you want some help with, hey, how can I go about starting this? How can I go about having these conversations? You can reach out to me at... Silent Voices Podcast at gino.com. Write an email if you would like some help talking through this with your parents, if you want to know how to go about starting the healing journey or whatever journey you feel like you need to go on after making these realizations. So, I want to thank you all for listening. And if you are somebody that has made any realizations today or you know anybody that maybe might fall into these categories, reach out to them reach out to me. It can be lonely to be in these spaces and having a loving hand extend to you or having somebody help you go through these journeys. It can be a very helpful thing. So if you do end up hearing that phrase, that's daddy's money or anything along those lines, ignore it, work through it. Don't pay it any mind. Just Give those people grace that they have work that they need to do as well. Or if you're one of those people that says things like that, work through what you need to work through and stop trying to make other people feel bad. Whether you feel you're justified or not, it's never helpful. It's never a good thing to try to hurt somebody else. So like I was saying last week, I did end up making my socials. So if you would like to follow me. They'll all be linked in the bio. You can follow me at my Ali on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can also follow the podcast and upcoming episodes or just snippets of past episodes at Silent Voices Podcast on Instagram and TikTok as well. So thank you again for listening. I hope you all have an amazing week. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you would like to support again, please give us, I don't know why I said us, it's just me, give me a rating, give the podcast a rating so more people can discover and listen and hopefully get something out of the things I'm saying. If you have any topical ideas or anything you want to hear about, you can DM me on Instagram or again, send an email to silentvoicespodcast at gmail.com and I'll respond to any inquiries that anybody may have. All right, I hope you all have a blessed one. I'll see you all next time.